two. The only podcast hosted by two men and Excuse a half. Me? Two and a half men. Welcome to Two and a Half Men, the podcast. <laughs> I'm the half man, Eli Webb. <laughs> I'm Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> I'm Jaron Jolly. <laughs> um, huge honor to have Ashton here instead of Jason. Which yeah. means Jason is the Charlie Sheen. Hey, it's me, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Hey, I'm Why is he Jersey? You almost started off like maybe a little bit right for a second. Oh yeah, because no. it was like just talking. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, stop. No, that stop that's it. it. No, it's not. It was so not. Come on, Jackie. Stop. What is that? He's from Minnesota. <laughs> In seventy, that seventy show is. I don't think that's true. It's Minnesota, yeah. Oh hello I don't think there. That's true. I'm Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> Irish. Yeah, I know. It's for sure Minnesota. No, it's not. But let's. That's um, not what's important. To be fair, I've never watched a single episode <laughs> of that show. The license plate is on the. I don't. I think you're wrong. Still, <laughs> I'll still argue this. There's no way it's. It's either that or like Michigan. I know it's the Midwest. Uh, I think bro. those people would be pretty disappointed in you. Oh, it's Wisconsin. I was one state. Wisconsin. Oh, that's oh pretty, wow, close. Yeah. Pretty different though. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Pretty different. Dude, shout out Wisconsin. Shout out. If you're from Wisconsin and you have listened to at least one episode, uh, give us a call. I saw a funny picture on the internet that was just a picture of a map, and it was saying the fact that Wisconsin hasn't taken the Upper Peninsula from Michigan oh, from tells Michigan. me everything I need to know about those cowards. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's truly the most bewildering thing, though. When yeah, you see it's that totally little... cut off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so as stupid. bewildering though as Alaska being part of the United States. And it's as bewildering as the little the handle of Oklahoma mm-hmm. that Texas is just like right. yeah. Yeah, you live yeah, in that Texas. Chunk that's if that you long. live in that handle, you right. live in Texas. Top of Idaho too, honestly. Have you seen what? that? Um, well, it's like it's like yeah, I can take an hour to drive across this part of Idaho that's between these two states. Like, I, guess. I really wanted to go all the way up to Canada. Have but, you seen that chunk? Isn't it like, um, like a part of Washington that is in like Canada that's like separated from Washington? Well, there's like islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I think I'll, I'll San Juan look, Islands. I don't know. Let me look it up. But like to get there. To get to the city, you have to go through the Canadian border to get to the city in Washington. And then to get back into Washington, you have to go around and into Canada. That sounds like some fun trivia. Me unwilling to believe that Jaren might know. Yeah, wait. That 70 shot takes place. I'm one state off, and yet he's like, there's the only accessible part. through Canada to get to Washington. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Sweet. Um, let's go over some nerd news. <laughs> Welcome to nerd news, because this is a nerdy podcast, this everybody. This is for nerds. If you're not a nerd, dude, turn it off. so true, dude. I, w- I just want to... Nope. Nah, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> check this out. Check oh, this out. Point Roberts. He's showing us a so, map. Google Point Roberts. That's oh. Point Roberts is... <gasps> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of Washington. It's part of Washington, That's but it's so dumb. separated. It's might as well It's not an island. It's not an island. It's literally the tip it's of a peninsula. Google, yeah. Google Point Roberts, and if you Do are in Point Google Roberts. Do not Google Roberts Point. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember Moody's Point from yes, the show? Yes, that was so yes. good. Really good. Truly some of the best. Genuinely like, actually good. Kids TV yeah. comedy. Yeah. The, the, the angsty... Yes, the, the hot guy yeah. was so good, and her, her Moody's friend who, to everything, responded, "What's that supposed to mean?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, and one of my favorite lines from the the, the Moody guy or what was his yeah, name? Yeah, Sterling, I, I think. 
If that, oh, that's right. Really? Actually kind of, that's amazing so. if you just. I hope that's right. so. amazing. One of my favorite lines is when they're like, "Hey, is anything wrong?" And he's like, "Is anything right?" Yeah. <laughs> love it. Or so I love good. when he's. They, she's looking at him like pining for him from a distance, and he's leaning against his locker reading Chicken Soup for the Teenage Soul, <laughs> and then he like closes it and turns and just punches his locker. <laughs> And it's all serious, yeah. and she's looking at him with this pity. But I, there's a line that I think of still <laughs> that is so good, like, and just so unironically good. He gets her name wrong, and because she's moody, and he uh, he calls her like Mindy or something. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Sorry, Mindy," and she goes, "Moody," and he goes, "Yeah, you are." <laughs> <laughs> I, and I love that. We I we didn't deserve that because it, the, the f- most frustrating thing about it is that it was a show within the show, right? And so you only ever got it like two minutes at a time, totally. or whatever. Yeah, which was it could have been its own thing, and it oh, should have been its it, own yeah. thing. Yeah, it was. It was Sternum. Pre- His name was Sternum. There's no way. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, Sternum. It was. It was pre like web series. It would have been a perfect little college humor, whatever. Absolutely. Little web mini series. YouTube, yeah. Yeah. Well, and the best was just the whole bit about the mom being lost, being yeah, lost, not dead, a, just literally lost, lost and alive in a hot air balloon. It just cuts to her at the end of every episode. It's just her yelling, yelling. moody. <laughs> and wasn't her dad like missing a toe? That he, he was, was like... missing a toe, and he was he played because he's like, your mother's gone, but I want you to have a good experience. So it's a different time, but he was the mom and the dad, <laughs> yeah. and like he would like Gosh. have makeup on and curlers on sometimes. Yeah, do that. Really? Yes, I don't, I don't absolutely. That. Yeah, he wow. would like paint his nails and stuff. I remember distinctly. That's funny. So good. Amanda Bynes, though. <sighs> Let's just... She's doing her thing. silence, I guess. Salute. Also, though. Dude. Yeah. We, we're grateful we for what she did. We owe her a lot. Right. She's a martyr for... Yeah. Her. <laughs> of her time. Joan Arc. Joan of Arc. Joan Arc. Joan Arc. <laughs> Dang it. I really... Did you guys watch that show? Yeah, I really like the Joan Arc. You know what Joan Arc sounds like? It sounds like a... <laughs> it sounds like Joan of Arc wrong. No, I know. But what it sounds like is like a... What is that? CW series and it's like edgy. Jo- oh, like, you're right. She's this Joan, is Joan Arc. Exactly. Like a yeah. she's, she's a high school kid. Yes. Yeah, a high school kid taking on the patriarchy. Yeah. Joan up. Arc. Yeah. Gets metaphorically burnt at the stake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's and it's actually just she gets canceled online. <laughs> yeah. She just gets absolutely. She gets destroyed. canceled by incels. Yeah. Wait a sec. This is good. Joan Arc. Joan Arc is so that's good, man. I like that. Um, News. Watch Amanda Bynes stuff. In, yeah. In remembrance. Oh, of you her career. Movie. She's I, alive. I really liked was. She's the man. Of course. Yeah, well, yeah so that's good, no, no, no. A little right. bit before that. What a girl wants. What a girl wants. What a girl wants. Oh my yeah. gosh. Did you guys ever see Sydney White? No, but I. I Surprisingly good. Really? Uh, obviously bad, but yeah. also surprisingly good. Yeah. You guys ever see uh, What Women Want? With yeah, Mel with Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah. I saw yeah. Ripper right there, baby. It's slamming. Yeah. Wasn't there a new one? Yeah. What Men Want with Taraji P. Henson, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Not good. I I, th- I saw it on TV briefly or online or something. Okay. I never actually saw it. Yeah. Dude, shout out Mel Gibson. Honestly, shout out Shout out Mel Gibson. Like, Shout mm. at Mel Gibson. <laughs> when you see him, <laughs> he's had some bangers, though. He's a, yeah. He's masterful. Kind of goes back to our conversation. I don't remember if we've had it on this podcast or not. Yeah. How much 
you know, how much do we let who a person is yeah. affect our ability to enjoy their work? Yeah. I think yes. I haven't let Mel Gibson affect that yet. I No, I watch Signs with oh, signs full will, adoration. Oh, Signs is, is untaintable for I me. I think yeah. we talked about last podcast, though, that the Patriot didn't hold up. Totally. Yeah. We did yeah. actually mention that. Yeah. yeah. Patriot did Patriot is not. Braveheart yeah, did. Not that good. Does. Nice. Yeah. Unless. Yeah. As a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not historically. No. <laughs> no. Never did. Is <laughs> on stilt. But. Yeah. Have you seen that video of that guy talking about the historical accuracy of yes. of the Patriot? And he's like, literally nothing in yeah. this movie is no, historically accurate. They that, brought us on set sense. as a like a historian to like so yeah. they could say, say that they had, had historians on set, but they never got our advice on anything. Yeah. <laughs> just sat in the back. Yeah. Well, it was it was it was Jason Isaacs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was <laughs> saying he he'd like ask the specialist, who's like supposed to be the authority, who's consulting in quotes on the movie and he asked him he's like is this, is this real and the guy told him he's like oh no none of this they literally hire us so that we can so that they can say they have historical experts <laughs> on which is funny and so much respect dude yeah yeah the movie rocks the movie rocks it doesn't though we, no it's so bad <laughs> it's so yeah. so bad and dude, looking Heath at the Ledger? cast rip he's yeah. so good dude yeah bad in that only because <laughs> it's bad yeah not his fault Rest in peace. Although, one historical element that I was skeptical of, because we're not taught to view it this way, um, but that's actually real, is the fact that they don't have English accents. That's actually yeah. accurate. They wouldn't have by then, because it had been settled for so long, and yeah. it was actually likely that we already had distinct American accents at, at that, that time. point. Mm-hmm. Because I know that, like, as far as, if you go back to England, as far as, like, the current... Queen's English accent, whatever, any normal That's British. That's Queen's English. Okay, well then, just like... She talks so weird. <laughs> she does. <laughs> but, like, just the normal British, you know, actor, actress, Benedict Cumberbatch, Keira Knightley, whatever, um, that is not how they sounded pre, like, early 1800s. That's right. Because they sounded a little bit more Irishy, and they sounded closer to they, how we sound now. They made it now. distinct from America. That was conscious choice, wasn't it? Right. They're like because mm-hmm. it was it was kind of in vogue or whatever, and it was um, yeah. They wanted to distinguish themselves from the colonies and be mm-hmm. like, no, 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 we, we're our own thing. Those guys right. are kind of whatever. Defector. I mean, yeah. wouldn't technically like the American accents be like a weird amalgam of like different accents like, totally. that have mm-hmm. evolved yeah. over time? So it's like it wouldn't be the American accents that we know now. Right. They'd be like weird mixtures of like Scottish or, or like right. Scandinavian right. or something. Which which yeah, which is why I mean you have so many weird accents like in the south and back yeah. east. I mean well, yeah. I mean back east it's easy to track that down. It's like Italian and Greek and a you know, a lot of those things. Like the Appalachian Irish for kinda. sure. Right. But then you go down to the south and it's a weird combination of French stuff and some Irish stuff mm-hmm. and obviously like a Hispanic influence. It's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Anyway, on this episode of Patriot Talk, <laughs> Pat, Pat Chat, we're talking about, uh, oh, Pat Chat, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What of it? <laughs> it sounds like it would just be a sketchy radio show that our parents listen to. Yeah. Like, uh, Pat Chat. Pat Chat. Yeah, so like, <laughs> like the, a Bill O'Reilly. Type yeah, of like is the government coming to make your kids gay or something yeah. like that? Yeah, this is the patch. The answer is yes. By the, <laughs> the way, the answer is yes. Alex Jones is right. Um, what's news? Yeah. Okay. Well, 
the Cowboy well, Bebop. Jason Isaacs is still alive. <laughs> there, he's ripping. Shout out Jason Isaacs. Every episode, yeah. we should pick a celebrity that... No, we can't make it official. What do you mean? No, we okay. We can't make it in every we episode. Can't. Okay, okay. I'm just glad he's alive, and yeah. I'm sad Heath is dead. I'm still thinking about Larry. I know, I know. Yeah, all right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Cowboy Bebop, the, the live-action Netflix adaptation, is coming out in November, and... For those who don't know, Cowboy Bebop is my favorite anime ever. I think it's perfect yeah. in all ways. Um, so. I <laughs> stop. <laughs> hey, you're not allowed to say what's my favorite, okay? No, I, I, it's not that. It's the. I was, I was about to say why it isn't perfect. It's the Blade Runner of anime series. That's right. Except yeah. there's a Blade Runner anime series, which is very much the Blade Runner. Also, Akira is probably the Blade Did Runner. You remember yeah. the anime or or Ghost? Yeah, no, probably no. closer to Akira. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. the new they they've released photos. Cowboy Bebop is the Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Let's make a distinction. <laughs> they released photos. It looks good, but it's one of those things that I, I mean, it's like Lord of the Rings, where it's like I'm I'm not allowing myself to get any kind of excited. I mean, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, great, but everything else is screaming like this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, good cast. It has like the the showrunner is the writer of Thor Ragnarok, so it's like it has good components, but I'm terrified. Very excited, but mostly terrified it comes out in November. So, there's nice. like set photos you can see what they look like. Looks looks good, but yeah. we'll see. Speaking of anime, um, we touched on it last time, but Star Wars Visions mm. is coming out on September 22nd. Mm-hmm. Um Really, really excited oh, so for that. Excited. We've, I think we've touched on it before, but after having our hearts broken by Star Wars, at this point with everything they're producing, you kind of it's kind of buffet style now. Yeah. Since there's so much of it, you can kind of pick and choose what you like and leave what you don't. So we won't acknowledge the sequels yeah. from yeah. here on out, and maybe I'll enjoy two of the cool anime one shots that they do. Right. I mean, it yeah. feels like the, it's, it feels like little olive branches that they're trying mm-hmm. to hand hand fans, but I think it's kind of too much. Just give yeah. it all to Dave Filoni and just let him go for it. Yeah. But I feel like they've done too much damage to ever fully Oh yeah, they, they they ruined the Skywalker saga. Right. The the they they staked all of their chips or whatever on a thing that turned out the worst. Yeah. So now the now it really is just okay. Here's a lot. Yeah. Here's Mandalorian. And you can get what you whatever. want. Yeah. Because Mandalorian's good enough. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited I for Visions, and I'm letting myself get excited because yeah. the stakes are so low. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Taika Waititi we'll just finished his Star Wars script. Actually, mm-hmm. he just said it's written, and they're starting to go into production on it. So again, cool. great, but nothing. Yeah. It, it's more so like, oh yeah. It's coming out. Exciting. Rather right. than like, here we go. Totally. You know, so. Yeah. I love Taika Waititi. Of course. He's great. He's yes. funny. His movies are awesome. Do we want him doing Star Wars? I don't know. I don't care. That's yeah. the thing. I don't... That It's past the point of me feeling like I can... I can... Gatekeeper. There's nothing left to protect for me. Right. Yeah. It's there's, not It's not sacred anymore. There's no room for me to put my heart into it anymore. Right. That's yeah. a good point. And... I, since I like him so much, it's going to be more about that. It's going to be more about, okay, see I like this creator. Let's see his movie. So, yeah. you know, what he's doing with Star Wars, I can let myself enjoy. Mm-hmm. Rather than Which the other way around. Which is such a bummer, though. 
Oh, it is. That is I mean, it's hard. We you can't really, dwell we on occupy it. a really uncomfortable spot. It truly has fandom. like I it I don't think about Star Wars anymore. I don't. Like I, I stopped really thinking don't. about That's Star huge. Wars. Yeah. Which is which is weird for me to say because, because if I, I would have told 2017 Jason this, yeah. he would be devastated. 100%. I mean, oh, yeah. it it I would say as a child it occupied the the biggest portion of my love of like a fandom. Yeah. It was my thing. Right. Yeah. More than anything. Right. And so that feels weird to say that. Yeah. It was weird. We just we went to California. Love Mandalorian by the way. It's not just yeah. yeah. We went to California a few weeks ago and we had the chance to go to Disneyland for a day. And so I got to go to Star Wars Land mm. for the first time for me and spend some time there. And it was it was totally bittersweet. It was oh. so like just laced with this melancholy of like, man, what could have been? Mm. It's amazing to be here. Disney is amazing with experiences. You know, they've built such a cool, immersive world to yeah. be in. Yeah. And and they do that well, but then it, it's always just kind of laced with this like, it's like I'm a, reminded everywhere yeah. too that right. it, of what it did. It's like the sickly, because I remember going there, it's like the sickly feeling where it's like tainted. You look at stuff and like, cool, cool, cool. But yeah. then you remember what it, it should represents. Have been, it should have been way more special stepping in the Millennium Falcon. It should have, yeah, and it, and was, it was still amazing. Totally, but there's it's just that. Did you um, go to the Avengers Campus? No, we there? only got to do Disneyland, so we didn't do California Adventure. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for that though. Yeah, yeah it looks really cool. fun. It looks fun. Um, we saw Candyman. Yeah, we saw that last night. That was actually really good. Yeah, I, I liked really enjoyed it, a lot. it. It was really scary. It was a cool take on it. I mean, it wasn't perfect. There's stuff that... Yeah, I, I mean, like, it, the thing is you can't help but compare it to the original and just... The original just does things better. Yeah. Like, it does the exact same things, but better. Yeah. Um, but, but was, like, by no means is it a bad movie. No, I it's good. It. You should see if you like horror movies. And it was yeah. it was sweet that it was, like, pretty much a direct sequel to the first one. Yeah. Which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, they did a good job, though. Uh, did you guys see that Blue's Clues thing today? Yeah, it made mm-hmm. me cry. I watched it four times. I did too. I watched it three times and I cried every time. <laughs> every single time. I hated it. But I, the thing that like was <laughs> the weirdest part about it, he's like, I remember when you or when we when you were kids and you were doing this, and now student loans. And it was like, why did you lead with Bro, student like, loans? <laughs> Finding clues was awesome. Yeah. Student loans, not awesome. Yeah. Why are you comp- like jumping up to the worst thing? Maybe that was his way of being like the system or whatever. He's like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's being relatable. I hope so. I cried. Did you watch it? I I actually haven't watched the whole thing. (sighs) Really? I got snippets. I saw posts and stuff. Yeah, I know. Every time it popped up on my feed, I watched it, and every single time it hit me. Dang. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. That's right. It's, it's, I mean, my oldest just has been kind of on a Blue's Clues kick, actually, with the new guy. guy. Who's great, actually. What's his name, Josh? Josh, Josh. yeah. Yeah. He's totally fun. But before that, Amazon Prime had the first season of Old Blue's Clues available. So we watched through that. And it was crazy, just the nostalgia that hit. It's so visceral. It really is. The the theme song and everything, and the clues, and just the texture of it. That's what I'm saying. You see, like, the couch and the notepad, and it, like, evokes. Yeah. His crayon. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Big old crayon. The way he drew, even. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. The man could draw a jar of tomatoes. Oh he was good. He at could that. draw a sofa. He could draw a house. A cat. Oh yeah. wow. His own chair. Yeah, that sofa. He's Soap. So good. Wow. Yeah. Um. Oh, also, news for local and and would be travelers. Salt Lake Fan X is 
upon us. Oh, yeah. um, September 16th, 17th, and 18th at the Salt Palace Convention Center. Yeah. It's our local con. It's it's a Comic Con. Um, it's kind of the best thing we do all year. Yeah. One of our favorites. And so we'd encourage anyone who hasn't been to go. We don't need to encourage anyone who has been because they know how fun it is. If you go genuinely, like, you know, try and find us. Say hi. Try and find it. We'll be hiding. Try and find <laughs> us. Good luck. Uh, we have no idea what we're going to dress up like, so we couldn't give you a hint on that end. Right. Yeah. And uh, they did just release some health protocols, so make sure you're caught up on those before yeah. you attend. Masks are required. That's what I remember. That's about it. Yeah. No clothes. Yeah. I mean, like, they have uh, just, just like, hand-washing stations. Right. Um, just be smart. And be they careful. take your temperature, but that's about it. Be considerate. Uh, yeah, but if you don't know, it's a great chance to take part in some of your favorite fandoms, to learn more about other fandoms, to see cool art and artists. The cosplay is my favorite thing to watch. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a blast. So we'll we're gonna follow up more after we attend. Um, Dude, I saw. And we'll give some some good deets. I saw a killer, killer cosplay online the other day. It was from, like, some convention somewhere else, like Dragon Con or something like that. I don't even remember. Um, but if you've seen the Loki series, and I think I told you this, Jared. Oh. Yeah. But there was this girl dressed up in yeah. um, a green Delta Airlines, like, stewardess costume, mm-hmm. and she had Loki's horns. So she was Delta variant. She was the Delta variant. Wow. <laughs> Loki, and I thought that was really, Very really funny. clever. I love I love clever I love costumes, that. dude. I love it. Wordplay so costumes. Funny. Yeah. That are like executed well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really satisfying. When you when you said they're going to take everyone's temperatures, for some reason, I imagined like a Monty Python type sketch where they have mouth thermometers and they're just going <laughs> in a line in everyone's <laughs> mouth. Without wiping safe, it like, down. Six feet, please. Yeah. Yeah. In just everyone's <laughs> oh, mouth. That's funny. Um, wow. Mm. Wow. Another year. So that'll be fun. 51. It'll be good to be back, honestly. Oh, it's so been excited. so long since we've been to a, yeah. well, a year. <laughs> right? That's long. Two years. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah you're right. Two years. We missed the year of stuff, so. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Um, I'm going to hit y'all with some fanfic. Hit me, please. Love it. Hit me. Chapter one, new game. <laughs> Prologue, new game. <laughs> Wait. Which is it? I'm just reading. Are you serious? <laughs> On my 30th birthday, I died. It was a heart condition that I was born with. I've been in and out of the children's hospital all my childhood, going through multiple surgeries. Don't feel too sorry for me, though. I lived a lot longer than the doctors initially thought, actually. I also had a wonderful family. My parents were always supportive of me, and even though I have, sorry, had, this medical condition, They taught me to keep my chin up and have respect for myself and for others. I had a younger sister, too, three years my junior. Three months before I died, when I collapsed from the first of the heart failures that would eventually lead to my death, it was my sister that gave me the old Game Boy that she and I played with in our childhood to keep me entertained in the hospital, she said. Thanks, sis. Thus, I spent the last (laughs) weeks of my life playing Pokemon, first-gen Kanto region games, and the Fire Red remake. I was never a fan of the following generations, even Gold and Silver. Then my heart gave out on my 30th birthday. I felt my consciousness falling slowly but deeply into the darkness that would transition me to whatever afterlife that awaited me. In the darkness, I waited for some time, I think, because when you're a bodiless soul, time is a bit different. I awaited heaven, I hoped, or hell, I don't feel like I deserve this, or something, 
but nothing happened for a while. Then, eventually, I heard a male voice. Hello there. General Kenobi? Just kidding. But it was a male voice. A middle-aged man's voice. <laughs> I had never heard before. It was gentle, a sincere greeting. Was this Jesus? Is it Professor Oak? Then he said, welcome to the world of Pokemon. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Odd. I'm pretty sure God just said, welcome to the world of Pokemon. I tried to speak, but of course I had no body, no vocal cords to use. God went on. My name is Oak. People call me the Pokemon Professor. Then it hit me. Oh my gosh, what the? And even as this thought was going through my head, he asked, are you a boy or a girl? <laughs> I instinctively thought, a boy, as I was in my past life. And he moved on to, what is your name? And before I could think of anything else, he said, so your name is Ash. Stop he didn't wait it. much before moving on to, cool. this is my grandson, blah, blah, blah. I think this is when I passed out, as best a bodiless soul reborn into a video game could pass out. So he, so he doesn't have a body, but he still has the capacity to like pass out. Well, I guess so. Yeah. Lose consciousness. He's, first off, he is conscious and he lost it. First off, I would like to say he deserved to die because yeah. gold and silver is, are great games. And yeah, so, true. Honestly, true. honestly, you're right. I wish he didn't deserve to be reborn in Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. he, he should have been reborn in Sword and Shield. Yeah, or oh, some yeah. garbage like that. Chapter two, mom. Episode one, mom. Stop. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much. <laughs> Wake up, son. My mom said gently, tapping me on the shoulder. Time to get up. So I hadn't died after all. It was just a weird dream because I was playing Pokemon too much in the hospital bed. And it's, it's the Pokemon mom. He was he was still in, in Pokemon. So, okay. so he, okay, he's not Ash. He's red. Well, he's Ash. He is Ash. Yeah. Well, he named himself Ash. He did, okay. I touched my face, a small face with, smooth, with a smooth baby skin. And my hair was not as thick and bushy as I knew it to be. I looked down at my arms and legs. A boy's body. <laughs> oh no, this couldn't be real, could it? But the evidence was all there. I was somehow put in the body of a small boy. <laughs> uh, so, this was a stretch, but I liked the fanfic so much that I, yeah. I, I landed there. Uh, we're talking today about trading card games. Real quick. Trading card games. Yeah. Um, obviously, Pokemon started as a trading card game and yeah. it has had unbelievable success outside of that. So which is why I had to read that. Uh, some runners up for what to read was uh, a fanfic uh, from Magic the Gathering <laughs> where Jace and Garrick are gay lovers. I was going to say, most of the fanfics would have to be super that'd be pretty horny. Good. Uh, the problem was it was way too well written. <laughs> <laughs> like, not make fun of it. <laughs> right. It was, like, it was like, there's a narrative here. And, yeah. And it's great Pretty sharp voice. dialogue. Yeah. Great you voice. just reminded me of something that I was going to send in our group text, and I forgot to. <laughs> so at my job, I had to proctor somebody's test today. Yeah. In order to proctor their test, they have to share their screen so I can see everything. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> this girl... Um, Hope she doesn't listen to our podcast. Uh, she no she pulls up her web browser, and it's like deviant art, um, Clone Wars stuff no with way. like Captain Rex like making out with Obi Wan. No, You're like I'm dead serious. <gasps> like Clone Wars deviant art. Like oh. Rule Thirty Four. I'm dead serious. Oh my gosh. Okay, wait, wait. So did she know that you could see it? She, yeah. 
Was she? Did she say she, anything? Did dude, she make she any gestures? She was so casual about it too. And I'm like being, I'm like really cool, right? Yeah. Like I, like, she's she's like I'm just talking as if cool. it's not on screen. Yeah. Like, right. yeah, you're just gonna want to go to this. She website. didn't immediately close it. No, she was just like fumbling <gasps> around. I don't know. Maybe she was like panicking or something, because it took her a second, right? Wow. But just she's the, like, she's like, you see this? The <laughs> 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 truly the greatest thing that's happened to me wow. in decades. I'm shocked. Did you take any kind of picture? No, I, I, like, I was fumbling for my phone, like, trying to pull it up, and, like, I wasn't even recording the Zoom. Like, I, I yeah. felt oh, stupid. Like, that's my it. job, to record them, and I forgot. Wow. She lucked out, then. She really did. If yeah. you if you somehow come across this podcast, I would truly love Dude, to meet you. Big respect, honestly. Yeah, huge Big, salute. big wow. respect. Amazing. <laughs> wow. Dude, that's, that's so great. Shocking. That's shocking. You couldn't write it better than that. No. Yeah. That's perfect. The other runner-up was uh, a fanfic where uh, Izuku Midoriya from My Hero Academia was a planeswalker. That's so stupid. <laughs> you should have read that. That's the stupidest thing. That was really too much of a crossover. Yeah. Because we're not talking about anime at all. Or My Hero. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I guess we'll talk at all. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of the conversation. Please. Some people are like, is Pokemon an anime? First of all, yeah, it is. Of course. Uh, so conversation over. <laughs> <laughs> no follow-up arguments. Right. You don't need to. It doesn't have to be a conversation. No. It's not a conversation. It's, it's, it's a it's, question. It's a statement. It's a call and response. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with that in mind, trading, trading card, card games. games. Yeah. This is this is actually a, a as far as the amount of nerdiness and the time we've put into it and our involvement over our whole lives... It's kind of surprising that we've gotten this far in the podcast and haven't really talked about it. Which, which I was, just, I was exi- thinking the exact same thing because, like, you know, obviously playing with action figures or like dressing up as Jedi's or you know Lord of the Rings, whatever, that was it. But you forget from the earliest stage trading card games. How and still to this day, it's this thing. It's the one thing from our childhood that we still actively do, as far as like playing video with games. stuff. That in video games, but I I would yeah. even say that, like, I've spent way more money and invested way more time in trading card games than I have in video games in my life. Maybe that's just me, but like, you're just irresponsible. I'm just, I have no limitations. Yeah. I'm an absolute idiot. But no, they. I mean, they're pretty ubiquitous, especially again, like our generation and Pokemon. As far as collecting the cards go, yeah. I, everyone did. Everyone. Everyone. Did. Everyone had a few Pokemon cards. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Did you Did you guys actually know how to play Pokemon the card game when you were kids? Absolutely not. Nope. Not until I was twenty years old. Really? Nineteen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone did our age that collected them. No. Anyway. Truly, I had no idea what I was doing. Like. At all. You throw away the like, energy cards. You throw right. away the trainer cards. Like, my, my pride and joy was that Mewtwo, or that Mew card that they gave you at the movie theater for oh free for gosh. seeing the uh, hollow, Pokemon, the Pokemon movie. style one. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody yeah. had the card, but, like, yeah. for some reason, like, I thought it was, like, the rarest, like, coolest thing ever. Yeah. So cool. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. No effort getting it. No. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, man. I wish they still did that at movies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was so cool. Promotional stuff. At movies. Oh, my. We, need, we missed that. I did the Yu-Gi-Oh! So movie cool. did that. Pokemon mm. did that. They would, like, here you go, here you go, here you go. And, yeah, it wasn't great because there were, like, five trillion copies right. made. <laughs> but, but it's cool. Oh, oh my it's gosh. It's cool to get it. Because yeah. it would be, like, an Egyptian god card or, right. you know. It's so cool to get it. And, uh, yeah, it, it, I didn't learn 
to play Pokemon. No. Uh, until a ch- chance, essentially, when I was 19. Like, yeah. it wasn't, and I never wanted to. You think about it, and you look at the card, and you're like, this is good Energy, this, there's a cost for this attack, this Pokemon, like, HP, power, it, this, it was just too that. much. I mean, when you're six, it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was just that, and uh, yeah. So you just collect the cards, and you don't know what you're trading. You don't. That's something that haunts me. Oh, what you gave up? Uh-huh. Oh, I sure. Yeah, it's made some. I wonder trades. if we still had our collection today, like OG collection. We still do. Have our mo- I have most of it. Yeah, do I you? I still have I, it. I just sent a picture in the group chat. Uh, I found that I have a foil first edition Machamp. Which is so sick. What is it like? It's like a sixty dollars card or something. Oh, it's over a hundred. Really, mm-hmm. dude! Wow. I know that's really. Yeah. That, that's just pretty keep cool. just keep appreciating. And I have a holographic Charizard. I actually do have that's a Charizard. So it's not first edition, but I have a Charizard. Now I'm super curious as to what I've got. Yeah. Because we had, I thought we had some good stuff. I mean, they looked cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then you get like the Japanese cards, and you think it's like the coolest thing ever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them are, are actually still pretty valuable. Are they? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. Some of the rocket cards are pretty valuable. Uh, my mom tells me and my brother, I don't have any memory of this. Mm-hmm. I, I Either I forgot or it wasn't that big of a deal or I blocked it out or it was only my brother who did it. She says that there is like a, a boy we were friends with who kind of organized this really bad trade that we were like, <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, like and we you got stiffed. Yeah, and and she says that like she tried to warn us, and that, and that we ended up trading a ton of our cards for something. I don't I don't sure. remember it at all. Hmm. So it wasn't a big deal. Do you remember or the, the I blocked kid? it out. No, I don't hmm. remember really anything about this. But my mom remembers it distinctly, and and that that kind of sits with me. So I'm like, she what could did tell I give us. Away? She could tell us who the kid is. Yeah, <laughs> we'd go rough him up. Yeah, exactly. He still has them. Yeah, he yeah. knows. I, I did. Were, did you guys each collectively, you know, have your have a binder? I feel like everyone yeah, had, a, had binder. a binder. You had to have a binder mm-hmm. because you weren't playing with it. No, so, so it wasn't collecting. just loose. Yeah, right. it was truly just a collecting game, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Yeah, it's so stupid though, but it's pr- amazing. Yeah, oh, it's great. There's no it's so utility, fun. all aesthetic, just cracking packs. Oh, cracking packs is. It's it's a top three experience for me. Oh yeah, I think <laughs> the, the worst feeling part, is unrivaled. And you have two kids, so yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely, the worst part about being just a collector of the Pokemon cards was every pack had the energy cards and trainer cards, and you had no idea what they were for. No, and you were pissed that they even had yeah, them they're, in there. They're, right? they're slowing you down. Yeah, right. I could have two more Pokemon. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So you okay? So you have played. Pretty consistently Pokemon, or did at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah, I was on a tear there for a while. Had yeah. a had a dark deck. Oh, cool. Dude, don't know what that Can means. I honestly it ruled? It was yeah, really. It, I played on my mission. I served a mission for my church. You're out there living in Canada is where I went. Yeah, and so like a lot of the missionaries played. Yeah, and uh, I learned there, and my deck was dominant <laughs> and what's so weird and so serendipitous and funny is that it was actually Jaren's older brother who I ended up serving with we ended up being companions and he taught me how to play Pokemon which is hilarious cool guy you want to talk about people who probably wasted obscene amounts of money on mm-hmm. he gave me his cards <sighs> most of them I'm sure it was worth so much yeah 
I still got them. I wonder. I gotta go through my Pokemon dude, cards. Shout out Dallin. I forgot about those. <laughs> shout out Dallin. Honestly, shout, shout out, out Modal, Dallin. dude. <laughs> uh, let me just say, this is. I'm kind of ashamed to say this. Uh, doing research for this episode was when I learned how to play Pokemon. Yeah, nice, the card dude. game. Probably and it's, me it's, too. Honestly, it really seems really cool. Like and it genuinely surprisingly seems simple. Right, because you got your you got your Pokemon in front of you, your one that you're using, and you charge them up, mm-hmm. and you draw cards with trainer cards and whatever power you Revolve them as you play. Yeah, like, it seems really cool. It is really cool. And what was funny is that depending on your geography in Canada, where I was at the time, if you were on like the west side of the city, you learned Pokemon. If you're on the east side, you learn magic. Really? Literally yes, depending. Dude. Just because it's who you're around and you get yeah. moved in different areas and things like that. And so, uh, yeah. Then there was the weird mismatch when you got paired with a kid who had been on the east. Yeah. He played magic and you played Pokemon. What are you <laughs> you're at odds. <laughs> Did you, growing up, was there a card that you were like the most proud of as far as Pokemon goes? The they, Charizard. It was, even then it was, it was the card to have. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, for me, I mean it was yeah. probably just, yeah, like a base Charmander, I'm sure of it. Like, like right. not very good, but I loved Charmander. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, for me, it was, I was all about, like, the flavor. And it, I mean, we, that's what we all were, because we were just collecting it, right? Mm-hmm. But there was no, in my mind, I didn't know that Charizard was kind of like this mm-hmm. benchmark. For me, it was the psychic Pokemon that I loved the most. Mm-hmm. And so having... Um, Alakazam mm-hmm. was like it, him on I mean, the rocks cool with the card. spoons. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. And Very for me, cool. it was all about the art. And so like mm-hmm. that was like, okay, this is it. You know, I would just mm-hmm. kind of set that aside and keep that yeah. sacred. Because I had a foil Alakazam and I was yeah. like, this is. We had a pretty good Zapdos, I remember. Oh, Same. yeah. So that was pretty good. Cool. The, the, the yeah. birds. Yeah. 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 I, had, I had all three birds. Legendary birds. I had a foil Blastoise. Oh. So cool. Yeah, oh, pretty good. I my, one that I remember loving distinctly because it was personal to me, rather than it just being people liking it. I had an Umbreon, who's my oh, favorite. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I love that card. Also, also, I think the other one that was most meaningful was Venusaur. The mm. foil Venusaur was mm. gorgeous. Yeah, really cool. Like the speckling mm-hmm. within the, his flower on his back was so cool. Yeah, nice. it was insane. The foiling on those cards, if you want to talk about the coolest foiling of cards, mm. Pokemon, I think, did it the best, in my mm. opinion. Because it wasn't just like a layer of sheen. Right. It was like texture mm. pieces. So cool. Yeah. And then, for me, it went from Pokemon into Yu-Gi-Oh. 100%. And Yu-Gi-Oh is the first one I learned to play. Yeah. So I would I played Yu-Gi-Oh and... I mean, with a limited, again, you're a kid, but with a limited understanding, built a deck. And I remember I went to Press Box by Smith's. Our local local card shop growing up. Uh Uh-huh. And I mean, that's where where I bought my Pokemon cards. Yeah. That's where I then bought my Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Mm -hmm. And I went to a tournament there once for Yu-Gi-Oh. Yep. I I played a kid named Silas (laughs) who cheated, and I beat him anyway. Yeah. Really, just really sad. Really, yeah. I lost my other match. I mean, there was some crazy stuff going on. People made some interesting trades. I remember my brother; he won a deck box. Oh wow! And I was so jealous because I didn't win anything. That sounds like uh, your brother today, just pulling really good cards, getting yeah. lucky. That's right. That's Truly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
we'll but there. Um, did you play Yu-Gi-Oh? I did not play Yu-Gi-Oh. I was really? kind of anti-Yu-Gi-Oh because I, I was just really obsessed with, with Pokemon. And right. so I don't know what, how that correlates, but it, it did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yu-Gi-Oh, from what I understand, is a really good um, starting point for that kind of a thing because it is highly praised for its um, simplicity. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. it's, it's really easy to play, and so it gets a lot of praise for just being easy. Yeah. Totally. It's, and that was it. It's super, super accessible. To be honest with you, I was way more of a... I'm like the opposite of you. I'm, I was way more a Yu-Gi-Oh kid than a Pokemon kid. I, yeah. Pokemon was like the like when I was really young, mm-hmm. you know, early, early elementary school, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yu-Gi-Oh is what I hung on to for a really long time. I mean, to the point where like the show was my whole life. Mm. Yeah. And I feel like that's transcended over time. I feel <laughs> it makes sense that I was a Yu-Gi-Oh kid. Right. I really... I loved everything about it because I mean because it's sweet because it's like anime art, mm-hmm. and the most frustrating thing about it is the cards that they used in the show were never as good in real life. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like they're like, oh my gosh, he finally got Karibo out, mm-hmm. and you, you're like, he's right. a zero zero, and you just right. shoot him with a turtle. Right. It's yeah. Idiotic. Yeah. No, the 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 show was dramatic, t- misleading. It was the show was so perfect. This is something that Jason and I know about Jaron, is that he, when he absorbs media, <laughs> he tries to kind of personify his favorite character from right. it. You're a Joey guy. <laughs> I am. Let's not even hold back for a second. Joey was my deity. Joey was. I. It's so apparent. To the point that I was like, at times, like, hey, what are you doing? I know like, you were. Yeah. The Jersey accent of came course out. You I had a green jacket that yeah. I would wear of at, at recess. I had his, I mean, he had a few decks, but I had his Red Eyes Black Dragon deck. Awesome. And I had his Gear Free deck, where it was like the different yep. gear things yep. that you put together. Yep. Dude. And the, the, the killer whale fisherman, Oh. he was, he was so much of what yeah. I wanted. Dude, to some do. of my favorite Jaren stories as a child yeah. revolve around him Basing his personality on a character. Yeah. Dressing up like a hobbit and roaming the neighborhood. Yeah. Dressing up like Indiana Jones. Dressing up like a hobbit. Dressing it's, up it's, like Jason and Moore. roaming the neighborhood. And roaming the neighborhood. It's <laughs> so remarkable yeah. that Jaren had the path he did <laughs> because... I course corrected hard. He did. Well, what's amazing he is went that... back to your roots. Is, yeah. Is, is Jaren and his family are all too good looking for their own good. So somehow Jaren got to have three Joey decks and still be so popular and cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> somehow no. he he yep he had these <laughs> these predilections. He was born to be someone else, and and his <laughs> body got in the way. I should absolutely, <laughs> I should absolutely be like on TikTok talking about like. How I think I am an anime character, or like how yeah. the best Jaren women should are be worse off. But I like, should be an absolute yeah. sad you, guy. You right? took a super hard detour in middle school and like high school, right. where you know you're just like, oh, I wear Hollister sweaters, and it's like, yeah, that's yeah. the sweater guy. Oh, music yeah, like, is the most important thing to me. It's like I only pop out the lenses of these glasses. Yeah, yeah exactly. let's go. I'm gonna be like my cool older brother. I was it's absolutely like, it, yeah. and then oh, I, this is nothing like Jeff Buckley's <laughs> album. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but then I course Wait, you've listened to Grizzly Bear too? <laughs> what? And then I course corrected <laughs> in college by hanging out with you two and I was like, 
I can be into this stuff. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I was so embarrassed to be, um, like, to like anything right. in, in any outward way, right? Because yeah. it would be, like, internally, mm-hmm. I had this encyclopedic knowledge of anime and Star mm-hmm. Wars or whatever, and I was like, I can never share my right. secret. It was truly... It, it was weird. Yeah. And and Jason and I, yeah. we, I mean, we really like, talked about that. Jason yeah. and I have always liked what we've liked. owned it. Yeah, you we mean, have. Yeah. And so you had some weird, you had some catching up to do. Right. But it's funny because I, I go so hard into stuff mm-hmm. like Yu-Gi-Oh. I went so hard into right. that. Um, it's awesome. Because Jaren doesn't it's have so a, cool. a, a good moderator. No, yeah. it's all or nothing. Did right. You, it is. Did you have a pot of greed? <laughs> Dude, pot of greed <laughs> is the quintessential <laughs> card. <laughs> so it was Yu-Gi-Oh. Yogi. <laughs> <laughs> Did you remember yogos? Dude. The, oh, little, the, little the little balls. The little balls. Dude, I, had, I had too many yogos. of those in my school lunches. Dude, yeah. yogos, yogos. Here's the thing. Yogos, yogos rocked. Were freaking killer. They made you sick. They were. So they made you sick. Totally hurt your tummy, and <laughs> they they were only fifty percent good. Yeah, absolutely. Do you the, remember that? The shell was because some like. And it was a flavor. Like, it, like dried half out the your flavors throat were good for and some reason. It coated you up. Yeah. yeah. It really did coat you up so a little bit. But, like, you still gobbled them and then went yeah. back for more. <laughs> they're, and they're too small. That's the thing. Yeah. They're too small to actually, yeah. like, because, of course, you're going to do a ton well, of them. you don't want them to be, like, whoppers. I like that they were small. But that's what I'm saying. That's why you can just eat so many. Oh, yeah. Like, they're making True. you sick, but they do, it doesn't feel like it because they're so small. I'm yeah. so Make I'm your s- tummy hurt, but you were still brave about it. Yeah. You didn't say anything. You didn't say a word. I'm so glad that we all had childhoods where our parents bought us promotional like tr- like next gen food I would items. say my my parents were actually pretty immune to that really like you didn't do the the uh what is that called fruit roll like tongue tattoos we did okay but the fruit roll ups are pretty ubiquitous i meant the tongue we didn't tattoos. do like we didn't do like, like the the cereal bars oh when absolutely came out. we did oh you, your house is so that house yes. though yes. Yeah. you guys absolutely Latest were. Greatest, yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh we were i mean we were, we never really had gushers in the home oh it was wow. a mixed bag for us i think like every once in a while we'd get it and then it would totally. be gone in a week yeah right but like for the most part it was just you know chewy granola bars and special yeah. case cereals bars. i would say i probably the, i'm in the middle of those did you guys we have, always had candy did you oh, we didn't have did candy. you guys have you know what i've never i, I think it just fell off the face of the earth Kudos bars. Yeah, dude. Yeah, kudos. Kudos. Oh my gosh. Kudos were rippers, dude. The Snickers I kudos was bar kudo guy. was insane. I had, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Say it. It's a, it's a good granola bar, but it's still a granola bar. You're right. Look, People overhyped it's, it's, kudos. It's nostalgia. People overhyped Cause it. Because there's there's about a million other things I'd probably other. Right. But I mean, it's like I wasn't treats. expecting it to be candy. I, like I knew it was a granola right. bar, but like right. for a granola bar, it was right. bar none. Which is why the Snickers, especially the Snickers one, because the M M&M and M one is so. This, I mean, there's a hierarchy, and this is like with any candy right. of the flavor hierarchy. What do yeah. you grab first, second, and then what do you grab if there's nothing left? Mm-hmm. And it was always yeah. Snickers, M and M's, peanut butter. Mm. Yeah. I probably would have done M&M's first. I really? might have done M&M's first. Yeah, not a Snickers mm-hmm. guy. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. For me, because it was the closest thing to a chocolate bar. Right. it was just really right. caramel. Yeah. Uh, like, like, Snickers, it was like the dark magician. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Um, the M&M's was like Blue Eyes, White Dragon. You know, it's like, mm. they're both I, pretty good. Right? I would rather yeah. have the dark magician, though. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't I don't know these comparisons I'm making. No, I'm just throwing right. out no, cards. No, you're on the money. Okay, got the it. The point I was about to make. Uh, is that Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. and Pokemon, because, uh, Jay, you said you didn't get into Yu-Gi-Oh! Jaren, you yeah. said you were all in on Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. I was uh, in the middle of that where, I, like, 
Pokemon was for collecting and Yu-Gi-Oh was for playing. Yeah. And it kind of stayed there with me. I never left Pokemon behind. Like I was I I was always more into Pokemon thanks to the TV show and the Game Boy games mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh but then playing Yu-Gi-Oh was the first card game I played, tried to build the deck around, things like that and uh and I had a pretty nasty combo where it it's was like funny I funny you did that though. I had an insect I forget. I think it was called like insect trap or something, where it was oh, insects. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck? Your opponent's insects can't attack, and then I had like this card that turned your opponents. I could choose a type for my opponent's cards to be. So if that I could get cool. those both out, I could turn them all into insects, yeah. and then they couldn't attack. Mm. It's funny though that Tasty. you. That's cool. That you say that Yu-Gi-Oh was for playing for you, and then Pokemon was like for watching because that's the opposite of like what the shows were like it was a card Pokemon was a card game first and then it was a cartoon mm-hmm. and Yu-Gi-Oh was a cartoon first and then it was a it card was game simultaneous wasn't it it was I, no it was a it was a cartoon first I, really I, I think it was nearly simultaneous mm. but I think they wanted to make sure that the show mm. but was the, solid. they made they made a, the card game into a real thing based on the show because the card game was called uh, what was it called in the show I, I forgot but mm. it, it's um, kind of like the opposite of the way your life yeah, should have gone. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> Did you guys get the uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! VHS in the mail? No. No. When it came out. Were they just dropping those baddies off? Promotional. <laughs> to anybody? Literally. Dude, promotional we got stuff. mailed Rocked. a Yu-Gi-Oh! VHS before the series started. That's amazing. No it was like a pre-promo, like watch this almost movie yeah. to prepare you for this new show that's coming out. So, like, I was kind of in on the Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. I had my I had my finger on the pulse yeah, pretty early. Yeah, you were ready. Because we got a VHS in the mail. That's shocking. That's Without awesome. paying or anything? It was just like it a... It was just a random testing. promo. That's yeah. so sick. It's so sick. What Dude, was if the... I could find that oh my VHS, oh, I'm honestly, sure we got the it. The 90s, early 2000s, freaking heydays. Back then. Just, you you want to yeah. talk about the like the salad the, days, baby? Cool, the coolest advertising stuff. Yeah, it worked, man. man. Did what was your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card? Uh, you distinctly uh, are like wow. Gemini twins. Oh my god! Because they were four, so I could play them without, t- without a sacrifice, and they had a, I think nineteen hundred attack. Gemini twins is the highest attack. Classic for the lowest cost. Uh, that was that was I felt like. I had made it as soon as I got that yeah. card in my deck. Cool. For me, it came, again, came back to Joey. And Joey's, like, secret weapon on the show was mm-hmm. Jinzo. Right. And he was basically, like, a creature who was also, like, a trap card. Mm-hmm. And for me, I got it from, I believe I either finagled or stole or did something from my friend <laughs> Mitch Conti. Right. Sorry, Mitch. You stole. I stole from Mitch a lot. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z stuff, whatever. Uh, but that Jinzo, foil Jinzo. Oh. And I couldn't tell you what happened to it. Dude, oh. I was so, so... Karma. Absolute karma. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was... Oh my gosh. You know what I realized, though? The whole premise of the show, the <laughs> the Pharaoh literally has the worst life ever. He's trapped right. in this, like, ineffectual child. Right. And he's just be- be- beholden to him. Yeah. Wherever he goes, he's truly, like, a plebeian little boy. To this day, I could not tell you... Uh, how it works. Wh- how he becomes him. Because sometimes he does duel as Yugi. Yeah, cause, well, because Yugi in the show the is like actually really intelligent as well. Right. I think. 
Yeah. I don't know, but he. <laughs> I mean, he's the one. He's the one who's hard of the cards. Yeah. Here's yes, and what's frustrating is that I don't. I don't understand the physics of it because he looks like Yugi, right. but hot Yugi. Right. Grown. Yeah, like grown hot Yugi. Smoking hot. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Weird. Whoa. Um. Yeah. I love Yu-Gi-Oh so much. I'm so tempted to this day. To, I, like, see stuff mm. sometimes. I have I'm my looking at deck. magic, and I see, like, dual decks. And one's a Joey Wheeler. I'm like, someone say the word. You would. I'll do it. Yeah. Someone say the word, and I will buy it. Uh, here's my thing. Actually, I'll touch on this. I'll make my point in just a second. Because uh, eventually, our different roads led us all to Magic the Gathering. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um. My path was, I knew about it always. It was kind of like, it felt like Dungeons and Dragons back then. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, I play Magic the Gathering. Totally. It was the nerdiest thing. And it was, oh. and the name, Magic the Gathering. Yeah, truly. When you're so little, lame, dude. it was so, so lame. Well, and I remember going to the, the card store mm-hmm. as a kid and mm-hmm. seeing it. And I'm like, oh, that's an adult game. Yeah. I can't play it, and what it's boring, this art? and it's dumb. Yeah. What is yeah. this It's not style? colorful. Right. It yeah. was It was, it was like and really edgy dull. and moody. Yeah. yeah. And there was yeah. like sometimes like sexy art too. Yeah. And yeah. so I was, I was like, don't. It was. It, it, it was like, it was like, yeah, this is, this is for grown losers. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Which, it, which is, because I, in my life, talking about how me being like ashamed of being a nerd and then slowly realizing <laughs> right. that I'm. This is who I am. I can't stop it. One of those, like, I had, like, a line in the sand where I'm like, okay, mm. you know, I like this, but I'll never do this. Right. And Magic Gathering was that thing. I was like, you know yeah. what? I like Lord of the Rings and fantasy. Mm-hmm. I will never play Magic. Right. D&D and, was one of those lines yeah, for me, too. D&D was, was the line for me. I literally, like, in describing nerddom, I would say, like, yeah, I'm a nerd, but I don't play Dungeons & Dragons. Absolutely. Yeah. That yeah. was me. Yeah. And we have stamped over that line oh. so yeah, well, recklessly. But culture has. Absolutely. People are, people are over Stranger hating things. on Dungeons and Dragons. Dude, it's cool now. Honestly, like it's shame fun. on the people who. Yes. Yeah, dude, he's so cool. Have Celebrities you seen like, his, his so cool. YouTube videos like talking yeah. about being a dungeon master? Yeah. Love it. He's so cool. He's awesome. But I was gonna say like shame on like the media that we grew up with that like mm-hmm. shamed those things mm-hmm. and like made it sound like a dumb like a bad thing almost. Mm-hmm. Like to to this day, stupid, Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, in my opinion, is like the best game experience I've ever had. Mm. I mean, tabletop, whatever. Right. Dungeons and Dragons, with probably Magic in very very close second, is like the most rewarding. Yeah. I I can't. It's like obviously, yeah. I guess it takes the right person, but with the right attitude, I can't imagine anyone having a bad time playing Dungeons and Dragons. Right. Anyone. Well, that's. I think that's. Is that broad? Yeah, too broad, too general. Because <sighs> of course. There are going to be people who don't like Dungeons and Dragons. There are so many people without imaginations, Jaren. I guess that. I guess there are that's so many true. people who, who, and I'll say this in a judgmental way, who live <laughs> joyless lives, in yeah. the sense that like they're they're too straightforward. Yeah. They're too left-brained. Yeah. You know. Fun looks a certain way, and it, right. it won't can't look a different way. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, magic. But I think the point that you're making is way more people could enjoy. Dungeons and Dragons if they gave it a chance. 100%. Absolutely. So many people. But for for me, it was literally like, I'll never do, I'll never get into magic. And then one night, one of my best friends in high school was like, hey, me and my uncle and my dad and my little brother play this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're having a sleepover or whatever in high school. And he's like, do you want to play this? I'm like, this is so stupid. He's like, this is angels. I'm like, this is an angel. Okay. You know, I play it. And no joke, 
just literally like a flash. Mm-hmm. 10 a.m., boom, it's 5 a.m. Mm. We've been playing. Wow. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what just happened to me? Mm-hmm. Like, this, this, it's like when you have a child, I'm sure, this new chamber of, like, love <laughs> opens in your heart. Right. It was like that in my brain. It was like a new chamber of, like, <laughs> this is me now. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was, for me, it was kind of just this weird curiosity because I had a buddy, Colton, who mm-hmm. you both know. Yeah. And we always kind of just wanted to try new things and think of new things and, and kind of just get into stuff. And we'd love to research things and, and, and pretend to do them, you know, like, yeah. like we, we researched, uh, how to become a psychic <laughs> and like, how do you actually find your spirit animal? Most of those were drug related. So we actually <laughs> didn't wander down that path, but we took every quiz we could find. Um, That'll be another episode. But we were... I could easily uh, give you an entire episode right now about all of those things. <laughs> Let's do it. That's exactly. sick. Um, but we were actually studying for math. We were in a math class together, and we were studying at one of our friend's houses. And we were just in her basement, and there were Magic the Gathering cards on a table behind her. They were her younger brothers. And so Colton and I picked them up, and pretended to play because we're like, oh, well, well yeah, why well, play this guy? Not, We didn't have any mana or anything. Yeah. But, and I remember distinctly me playing Chancellor of the Dross, and I don't know what its stats are. It's not a very good card, but it was really cool art and an awesome name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is amazing. And so we said I won because I played Chancellor of the Dross. <laughs> but <laughs> after that, we we're like, should we? Get into magic. And so what we did is we went and just bought booster packs. The absolute wrong way to start playing a game. (laughs) We we but again it's that old feeling, cracking packs. Crack packs. So we went and bought booster packs and opened them up. We're like, okay, this is okay. Okay, cool. And then like looked up like how to play magic and we're like, oh we need (laughs) there's so much more to this. And so we got we got discouraged and we just didn't do it mm-hmm. and then I went on my mission and learned Pokemon there and then the last night of my mission before coming home I had a buddy who was on the east side of the city who we didn't have anything to do because we're all waiting to go home and he's like hey do you want to play magic and I was like yeah like let's learn because I wanted to learn earlier and he taught me and that was my that was my first that was your education. Jump. He gave me his sliver deck to play with. Oh my gosh. I wiped the floor with him. Of course. Nice, dude. And I came home and then Jaren and Jason showed me the ropes. Yeah. So you've been playing since twenty fifteen. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. I've been playing since twenty thirteen. Uh mine probably would have been about the same, twenty thirteen. It, it might have even actually been twenty fourteen. Yeah. What was your path into it? Um Mine was actually similar to your Pokemon path there, buddy. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, technically it's with Jaren, um, and we just had a lot of mutual friends that played it a lot, and, like, it all started off um, with, like you mentioned, it's like, oh, I'm a nerd, but I don't play magic. Mm -hmm. But, like, all of our friends did. Like, a lot of our friends did. And so, like, eventually you kind of just, like, succumb to the peer pressure of, like, literally being the only person that doesn't. And then you just kind of do. And so it it was, like, high school. Mm-hmm. Um, with our friends like Alex and Cade. Shout out Alex and Cade, um, who probably don't listen to our podcast. Um, <laughs> Did I say, I, I said 2013. I'm sorry, I meant 2011. It, it, okay. it, yeah, it probably would have been 20, 
2011, 2012. Actually, I think yes. I held out until 2012. Um, and yeah, it was it was mainly through those two, Alex and Cade. Yeah, for in high school. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, you just kind of have to accept the neck beardiness of it. You just like, yeah, like, okay, yeah, this is me now. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's you can't really describe the the playing of a game like this over no. over a podcast, but. Um, Magic has been around for so long, and 1991. There's so much that has gone into it. Like it's it's absolutely like a legacy brand. Yeah. Like there are fans who are 50 who play. Yeah. Yes. And uh, it's interesting now. Like we're all in the thick of it with Magic so right now. Dense. We're we're more into it than we've ever been. Yeah. Right. Is that a fair? Is that a fair assessment? More yeah. so. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially more, like, not only, like, willing to play, but, like, into every aspect of it, including, like, this is going to, wow, this is so silly. This is where we are? Yeah. The lore. The stories behind it. Right. The characters. Not how there. They connect, That's a big Jaren thing. That's no, a big me thing. And, yeah, let me say that is that for me, Magic, and this is all board games, all video games, whatever, but for me, Magic Gathering, a huge portion of it is the thematic element of it. Mm -hmm. Like the thematicness theme, Theme. I'll just say the theme (laughs) of it, the themes within it are so essential for me to feel like, wow, I'm getting so much out of this because Mm. as you build a deck, and we can talk more about this, but like as you build a deck, you're kind of building a little story. Mm. At least that's how I view it. I view it, I'm like, here are the players, here are the elements. And Jaren, Jaren, Loves a narrative. I'm a narrative that, man, right? But that's the that's the cool thing about deck building, in this regard. I mean, there's there's too much to actually know what you're doing 100. percent Yeah. I, and I'm what I mean by that is like there's always going to be a change you can make. There's always going to be something to tweak or a different option or a different route. I mean, there's there's a dozen different play styles within Magic. You know, of, of yeah. as far as I'm just gonna rattle them off, but like standard, historic, brawl, commander, yeah, jumpstart, the different formats that like you can play. Yeah, it's it's there's so much within it, um, so it's so vast. But something we found that's so fun with it is the deck building aspect. Yeah, even outside of playing, which is so fun. Yeah, deck building in Magic is is great because it just it occupies a ton of time and it just feels that's a weird way of describing it i'm having a hard time describing it because it's it's it's, half the fun it is it's It's half half the the fun fun. deck building time well spent just thinking about it and strategizing and and putting things together in theory yeah which is insane i think i don't know if you do this but my phone is just just riddled with deck ideas and deck Mm -hmm. compositions and Whatever, and th- I think truly one of the most fun things about deck building, obviously, is the social component. Because what happens is you play with like your friends, and it's it, it's so fun and kind of hilarious to see the manifestation of your friend in their deck that they've crafted or built. Right? It's like playing against Eli is exactly what you'd imagine. <laughs> it's methodical. It's detailed. It's expansive. It's even, I mean, it's logical in, in such a 
horrible way, in a horrible, <laughs> great way, right? Because he, he, he doesn't want to just beat you. He wants you to beat you to, like, a decimal point, right? <laughs> and for me, it's like, oh, I want, like, a cinematic win. I want yeah. this character to rise above. and Jaren wants the ace in the hole. I, yeah, I want, like, the... the, the the heart of the cards draw. Yes, I want the ring thrown <laughs> in the fire at the end. Exactly, that's the one I want. Yeah, right. Yeah, and Jay. I mean, Jason has a demon deck. I mean, that's what else do I need to say? That's right. Jason has a deck yeah. of demons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have poetry. angels too. Yeah, that's true. But I also Which got is, like you know slivers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's 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 funny that it it can be that personal. Totally. Yeah. Because it's not that's and that's also the the breadth of it. It's not like. Okay, I'm gonna choose among these even twelve or twenty tribes or combos or strategies or things like that. Like it's so broad that it it in a weird way does end up being kind of a reflection of yourself. Totally Which sounds so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but what we're else, waxing what poetic else, about what else could deck it be, building? But what it it just kind be? of like shows the flexibility of the game and, and and just like the personalization that is in it and. Um, how you can like have a reflection of yourself, but like make a good deck or like mm. you know I, I don't know I, I think it's it's really cool that way. Yeah, yeah, and, totally. And, and like you, I said like we are weirdly so into it right now, which is obviously part of the reason we're talking about this episode or the reason that we chose Eli chose this episode is because it's <laughs> it occupies. I would say in my current life, I'm talking about it and thinking about it every single day. Oh, easy. For the last yeah. month? For a long part of the day. For a long part of the day. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's updates, news. Yeah. And Wizards of the Coast, who owns both Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and & Dragons. Yeah. Uh, Wizards of the Coast has done an amazing job of keeping that machine going. Yeah. To the point of criticism from some who are saying that it's too much. Yeah, churn and burn. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's... Like, people are getting burnt out because there's a new set that comes out every two or three months, and there's new cards and new everything, and, like, we can only enjoy one set for so long before two and a half weeks later we're already getting spoilers for the next one. Yeah. Right? And I get that, but also, like, no one's making you be into this any more than you want to be, so take what you want, similar to Star Wars, take what you want and leave the rest. Totally. You can be as into it as you want, and the good news is, if you want to be super into it, there's always going to be stuff to get into. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say, and this was a gripe of mine before I got into Magic that has actually, now that I'm, I've seen behind the curtain, still holds true. I don't like, and one of the limitations of Magic is, you can actually buy an amazing deck. Yeah. And by that I mean, if you're willing to spend the money, you can yeah. buy the most amazing cards that are gonna wipe the floor mm-hmm. with budget cards. And and that's frustrating in in one way, which is why I like the format we play, which is called Commander. That's I'm, the main one right now is Commander, where you have a hundred card deck and you aren't allowed to repeat any cards in the deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that mitigates that in a big way because it's not like you you can't get you have all of these cards yeah. that you have four chances to pull in a sixty card deck. Right. It can be one of a hundred, and that evens things out a bit more. You're allowed to strategize a bit more and kind of build a synergy within that deck, but it, that still remains that someone can drop that amazing fifty dollar card, and it it's 
almost game over. So there's a... Um, in, in our research, I came across a game called Keyforge that you've mm-hmm. probably heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keyforge seems interesting because um, it's a card game where you buy f- decks. Mm-hmm. And these decks are unalterable. Um, you don't build a deck yourself. You just have a deck. Mm-hmm. And you can buy different ones. Um, and each deck is different um, regardless of, you know, even if you bought the same you know, deck with the same label. They're all different cards, but the way that the system is set up and the way their algorithm is set up, um, the decks are all balanced, yeah. even though every single one is different. Mm-hmm. Um, Q-Forge was created by the creator of Magic, Richard yeah. McGrath, mm-hmm. which is yeah. just crazy. And honestly, the game seems really fun. I mean, it's not like a, a, a battle like where you try and kill somebody else, like deplete their life points you like mm-hmm. try and try and create keys you try to get three um, keys to and win you, before anyone else yeah and you mm-hmm. use your monsters to try and slow down the other person mm-hmm. and yeah. so you can do it first it, it seems really fun but i think that that aspect about the decks is really interesting mm-hmm. um that kind of eliminates you know your pay to win the pay to play thing yeah yeah and that was something actually when i learned how to play pokemon that i really liked about pokemon is that at its best card it was still one of all the other cards. Yeah. And and it, that felt more, and to this day still feels more about building a, a, a sound synergy with what you have and, and you know, needing a lot more balance. Um, but the limitation of Pokemon, something that frustrates me with that is it's, it's not future-proof. Yeah. Meaning you cannot today play with cards from 10 years ago and do well because they keep making them more powerful they keep giving them more hit points more powerful attacks more powerful combos or abilities uh which is frustrating because nowadays if i wanted to get back into it it's tough to imagine how i could do that with the cards i have even when i had a really good deck and something that's good about magic is that yes there are a few bombs that you can pay to win with but there are a lot of old cards i mean that partially add to the bomb element but you can play with old stuff in magic and it's it's still going to be competitive which is crazy that they designed their their attention and like longevity of design holds up that's crazy not a lot of games do that. But uh, what I was going to say is um, about Pokemon, though, um, a big difference about what you were talking about is the fact that you can play with old cards in Pokemon, whereas in Magic, a lot of times if you go to, like, a tournament or something, mm. um, they phase out old cards. You're not allowed right. to use previous... Yeah, they become illegal. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they can make cards illegal. They can ban cards. They can um, say you can't play with any old cards mm. um, besides this new deck or whatever, um, this new set. Mm-hmm. Whereas Pokemon, anything goes. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool. They don't ban anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing about Magic the Gathering, because it is, again, it is a more, I think, primarily adult audience mm-hmm. that plays it, you know. But I, the thing that always shocks me about Magic is learning who plays. Mm. Yeah. That always blew my mind. Like, you know, like, so randomly I, like, one time on Instagram, I was like, hey, I'm looking for people to play Magic. Me and my friends are playing. We needed a, a sixth person or something. And, <laughs> like, randomly, like, people who are, just, I guess, I mean, there's no other way to describe it, but, like, just completely unexpected. And people you never talk to, people that are, like, lawyers, people that are, like, <laughs> just 
dads and whatever. They're like, yeah, man, I've spent $10,000. You ready to lose? Or whatever. <laughs> out of the woodwork. Truly, yeah. and, which is kind of cool, is that yeah. it is, as much as it is like a, a neck beard, <laughs> living in your mom's basement type of thing, um, it is super accessible. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's a built-in community. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just a shortcut to connection as far. You can post on Instagram and say, hey, I play Magic. Who wants to play? And people say, oh, yeah, I do. And everyone's kind, I of, play Magic everyone's and I kind of ashamed of it, though, a little bit. Everyone's like, yeah, I play. Um, do you want me to come? Like, there's, like, there's <laughs> right. people, maybe people like us are like, yeah, you you play, too? Are yeah, you sure? It, like, yeah. it's like some secret shame club that... Totally. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta break that ice. Absolutely. Um, but... It's, it's a lot of fun. Card games are a lot of fun. Yeah. And, I mean, we've talked about the main three, but I want to bring up one that's new um, that's getting a lot of traction called Flesh and Blood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, made in New Zealand, and it actually came out in 2019, so very new, especially compared to these legacy brands, Yu-Gi-Oh! now even being right. 20 years old. Um, Flesh and Blood came out in 2019 and surpassed Magic and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! in the United States uh, for resale value. That's insane. This last year. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So the, the idea with Flesh and Blood is they release all of their sets in like very limited runs. Wow. So it's not a mass release. So booster box with fewer cards, I think, than a magic booster box sells for $100 more on mm-hmm. average. Wow. Well, I mean, that's actually $150 more often or $200 more depending. Like you can get a booster box for magic at release for about $113. Mm-hmm. And like a standard flesh and blood costs 300 So what I understand with flesh and blood is it's it's different in its play style in that you have a creature that you equip with like cool swords and uh, like armor and stuff like that, and right. then you put them into a battle, and then on each turn you um, give them attacks to do or something like that. Is is that right? I I think so. That's my rough understanding. Also, you're equipping. Right, and then like you take turns, um, kind of like making attacks or or, or defending. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, just even if you if you Google Flesh and Blood right now and just look at, like, the shopping selection, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. Like, so many different cards coming up for 200, 300, 400 bucks. Like, I think a good Individual way Individual cards. Individual cards. There's one card, and I don't know if it's, like, a weird art thing, but it was at $17,000. Oh, my. <laughs> I think a good way to think about this Flesh and Blood, like, as far as that, the way I understand it as I'm explaining it, is, like, kind of like a... Um, Mortal Kombat or a, a Street Fighter where you have your character mm. and then they fight other another character. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, really interesting. I, I went into a, one of our local card shops looking for magic stuff. Yeah. And the guy was like totally pitching me on it. He was like, <laughs> hey man, he was like, if you're looking for something new and yeah. something better than magic. He said better than magic. Yeah, he did. And then I went in, Jeez. I went to that card shop two days ago and he was playing Flesh and Blood. Dude, I'm down to with play. one of his friends. Oh my gosh. I'm down to give it a shot. The thing is, I already spent too much money I, I know. I'm, I'm, t- I can't, I'm, that, you saying that. Really, I would play it, but I can't. You saying that genuinely put a shock, a lightning bolt through my body. Yeah. I'm like, oh no. Do I, I have, know. Do I have to do it? Right. 
I, well, I can't do it. I can't do it right now or not even in the... No, we're not in a good place Here's now. the thing. <laughs> I'm not in a good place it takes, right now. It takes one of us to buy, you know, maybe a couple of characters or not, you know, and yeah. then sharing it with the homies right. so hooked. that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we could, maybe we should buy two, like, starter decks if that exists. Yeah. yeah. You know? I can't, uh, stop, stop. This this what are we doing right now? Probably, we're talking what about is it? A couple of dollars? Shut up, A dude. day's work? I can't do this. A day's work. <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not a day's work. <laughs> wow. I mean, please stop. This is, <laughs> we're good with where we are with Magic yeah. right now. They have some really exciting stuff coming out. I'm so in love with Magic. And, like, we can ride this wave I'm for riding a while. hard. I mean, that's the thing with, with we were kind of into it in uh, 2016. No, 17. Yeah. 17 is when we yeah. kind of got back into it. Uh, and then we were into it for a bit. Yeah. And then that kind of tapered off. To the point where we're like, we haven't played Magic in a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember if there was a resurge. Oh, and then it was Christmas of, gosh. 2020. No, it was before that, when we bought Ixalan. Oh, you're th- talking about Ixalan. Uh-huh. Yeah, Ixalan w- was 2018. 2018. Right? Might have been, yeah. Well, we, we were in our really bad basement apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we bought. Yeah, that was 18. Yeah, it was 17 or 18. It was 18. We bought a box, Mm -hmm. not knowing... We bought a booster box. Not knowing what to do with it. We're like, a bunch of cards. Yeah. Cool. And so we we did that, opened it up, put those together, made some decks off of it, and then rode that wave for a bit. Yeah. And then within the last six months, Mm -hmm. I would say... uh, Yeah, last six months, we've... We're kind yeah, of back since, in. I'll say since February because that's when Caldheim came out. That's right, and that's really when things started up again. Yeah, yeah. no, it was it was January. It was it, it was even okay. Actually, hang on, no, we're going further back still because we were talking about it in December. Yeah, but even and I think that was the plan. You guys were kind of saying like we're gonna get back into it when Call Time comes out because it was this cool Viking yeah. set. And mm-hmm. even between then and now, there was a little bit of a dip and wave. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're and that's kind of the nice thing about it is you can kind of check out for a few months. Right. You because if you try to stay up with it, you will just lose all your well, money. It's right. the thing that like we had been playing it for years. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. leading up to this point, mm-hmm. but like you get back into it in, in stages. Like, I can, I can recall, like, a, a time in 2016 when I was super heavy into it, like, yeah. researching cards nonstop, and then I stopped for several years. Right. And then we get back into it with, like, Ixalan, I'm researching cards nonstop, mm-hmm. and then we stop, stop a little bit, and here we are again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it pulsates in that manner. Yeah. <laughs> totally. And, and we still play with Alex and Kate, who, who yeah. Jason played with in high school. Yeah. yeah. And... Part of the, I think, a big cresting of this wave is because we got one of our other buddies into it. We convinced him to try it because we were all playing. Yeah. And then we finally talked him into it because he had someone. He was a kid, and now he's in it. He's in it more as than as deep as like he needs. He, to he, see. No, he, he he and Jaren are are and Alex actually. He dwar- he dwarfs me a little bit because he's like, yeah, I'll spend ten dollars on a cool land. Right. That yeah, he's, get he's five he's, cents or free. Yeah, you're both irresponsible, but but Mike feels a little more. I'm impulsive. measured in my irresponsibility. <laughs> right. There's no limitations. Right. Right. I I I, oh, I like. Okay, I'm gonna open up this. Yeah. This, for this period of time, I'll be irresponsible. Right. I'll stop. And Mike's yeah. like, yeah. Days. Jaren has a plan. Yeah, I have At a plan least. to be Jaren irresponsible. Say, yeah, I'm. I'm. Jaren's like, I'm gonna let myself spend this much on this deck recklessly. And Mike's like, 
oh yeah, that looks cool. He's like, yeah, I'll get that. I'll snag that. <laughs> yeah, Mike's killing it right now. Yeah. Shout out Mike, so, dude. Honestly, oh, yeah. he texted us today. Going all out. He's like, would you guys be mad if I, if I, bought even more special edition cards? <laughs> Literally today. Godspeed. Um, Magic good, good is him, so, <laughs> so fun. It's dangerously fun though. And I, 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 anyone who's listening, who's in the realm, who's like thought about it or kind of like, what? Yeah. I just try it once. Yeah. Just try it once. Go to your local card shop. Some, ask them about some it. Some nice. Yeah. Let's, let's give them some tips. Some starting out. Yeah. Tips. Yeah. That's great. Okay. This is, so yeah. here's the thing. Um, with, with what you want to start off with, don't start off with, um, just a booster pack because right. that's not going to give you what you want. Don't you do need, that. Yes. you need 60 cards. You're going to need a lot of land mm-hmm. to go with those cards. You too. do. There are decks called pre-con decks, pre-constructed. Yep. You can buy a 60 card deck yeah. or a hundred card commander deck mm-hmm. ready to play. Magic makes these decks and they, and they are, are very decks. broad. Yeah. yeah, you can really kind of pick and choose what flavor you like, um, as far as what colors you're using and things like that, and what the play style is. So do a little bit of research, buy a pre-constructed deck, and then if you don't have anyone to play with, which I find hard to believe, uh, go to your local game store because game shops host Magic yeah. all the time, mm-hmm. like multiple times a week. And even and if, if they're even not, if it's not an officially it? hosted thing, yeah. someone's going to be in there playing. I Absolutely. guarantee there's a kid. Uh, sitting alone at the table with the deck of magic cards, and he is waiting for somebody to say, "Hey, do you want to play?" He would yeah. absolutely. Hey, Guarantee would you teach it. me? I have this deck. People will. People will teach you. Yeah. That's the cool thing. If you're looking for community, yes, look no further. Yeah, we're not and, saying and it's, it's the best community, <laughs> right? Yeah, you get what you get. They're like, available. Like yeah. they're every. <laughs> they're available. Yeah, it, they're it's like there. every they're left there. swipe on Tinder is like you know waiting for right. Yeah. For it's your a attention. warm body. <laughs> if you're at that point, <laughs> see. It's, it's a, it's a love hate. Yeah, but you love yeah. what you hate within magic. We love the next. So words. here's what I'll say. So, one path is to do the safe kind of easy introduction. Buy a pre-constructed deck. Have someone teach you. You'll have an absolute blast because there's so many pre-constructed yeah. decks that you could buy that mm-hmm. won't break the bank. Mm-hmm. If you are like, hey, you know, I actually, I've, I'm kind of ready to take a bigger plunge here, and I, I want to build a deck because that's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um. I personally would recommend if you want to kind of craft your own thing, which is more expensive, um, I think the best way to start, in my opinion, is to pick one attribute of a card, mm-hmm. right? So whether that is the type of creature it is, like an angel, a vampire, a zombie, yeah. create a deck around that or one of their abilities, right? Like th- there's there's different combat abilities. There's, there's a lot to that. But like do some research. Maybe you like a combat ability called like Death Touch, Right, which is like if they hit a, a, an opponent's creature, it immediately dies, no matter how big or small yours is, theirs is, it'll die. Right, so you pick one aspect that you think it's hard to go wrong, honestly. If you're starting off like that, pick a creature, pick an aspect, go from there. I think is the best thing because that's what I did. I started. I'm gonna say that's the best second step. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, this is if yeah. that the, I think the precon mm-hmm. is absolutely the way to go. You're gonna get the most bang for your buck. But if you're like kind of hell-bent on, like, wow, let's... I really want to make something, because mm-hmm. deck building is so fun. Um, pick one thing, rather than, I want this and this and this, yeah. a zombie angel, blah, blah, blah. Just pick one and go from there. And if you decide that you really want to get into it and everything, and even if, like, even if not, like, I would recommend getting uh, sleeves as well. Sleeves are always a good sleeves thing to, good. to get, mm-hmm. you know, to get started. Protect your cards. Some 
people do double sleeves, which is kind of weird, but, you know, understandable. <laughs> right. Right. Um, if you find that you are not even ready for that kind of commitment, yeah. whether yeah. you're too nervous to approach uh, some likely – that's kind of mean – <laughs> some smelly, some smelly guy in a yeah. card shop. Oh, that's yeah. tame. I was good. Yeah. Well, really if you're if you're unwilling to approach a stranger, okay. or if you don't have friends to play with, or if the shame is a little too deep <laughs> still, uh, I would say the easiest entry is Magic: The Gathering Arena. Yep. It's the app on your mm-hmm. phone. Not only does it teach you how to play, it like walks you through step by step. Here's what mana looks like. Here's how it works. Here's how you can cast spells. Here's how the turns work. It does all of that, and then it does it for you like four more times with other cards so you can really get a good idea of not only how to play, but how you like to play. Yeah. Uh, Because of the way the app is formatted, it will reward you through going through all the opening tutorials, and then they, if you're if you don't want to spend any money, you don't have to, and you can still get a ton of cards. You can, yeah, you you, you can open get any your, card literally. Yeah, you open digital boosters, which, which is, is great. So, so cool. and you can get any card, and they give you so many decks just for free because yeah. they're just playing on the app, and then you can tweak all of those and customize them. I would actually say, like, if you're curious, but the notion of putting any work into it is daunting. Like, just download the app because totally. it's way easier than anything we've suggested. A Absolutely. great place to start. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's a pretty good app. It truly is. Oh, it's, it's super intuitive. It's yeah. super fun. Like, you'll, you'll get really into it. Yeah, and great. we all actually learned rules we weren't aware of once we started playing Arena. Yeah. And we've been like, playing for, act- for years. 10 years. I've been playing for 10 yeah. years. And I'm like, uh, are you I've sure? been able to do this the whole time? Yeah. yeah there's, totally. It's literally like all of us are like, oh, thanks to Arena. We know that we can do this during their turn, yeah. Yeah. or I know that this is how this ends, or this is how this resolves. And and who knows? Maybe like you'll get to the point where we're at, where we are actually buying play mats now. You yeah. know, <laughs> we didn't think we'd ever get to that point, but here we are. It's so and, shameful to admit it. Isn't and it? Yeah. and a pro tip for anybody out there looking for a play mat: um, the best way to gain skill and um, ability in this game is to buy a playmat, preferably <laughs> one with a lewd anime woman on it. Yeah, yes, right, exactly. Yes. If you, Which is yeah, a vast selection. Yeah, and, if and you don't pick some form of a hentai mat, you're, you're going to be bad you're at the, gonna be, the game. Yeah, you're, you're worse. And, and that, is, that is an EFFH promise. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a stamp. That's Absolutely. My, that's verbal signature. That's our witness. That's three of us saying <laughs> to <tough>. you <laughs> that a naughty playmat is going to make you better. <laughs> the three witnesses. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, wow. But Play magic. It's, it's, and we focused on it because we're in the yeah. thick of it. Uh, but, I mean, Pokemon is still as popular as ever. Yu-Gi-Oh! is so accessible. And there's, there's great ways into it. If you have one link to any of those, jump on it and see where it takes you. Tell us what you tell us what you do. If you're listening to this and you're like, I'm gonna try it, I genuinely want to know. You what have you, try. you have three immediate playmates right here. Absolutely. Also, true. Damn. This Old is plan. as serious as the KFC invitation, which was claimed, which we have yet to fulfill our promise yep. on. Yeah. Uh, and I so haven't forgotten. The invitation to play Magic is not limited to one. Yes. And uh, we would we'd love playing with new people. It'd be super fun. Um, quickly, I just want to talk about. Because some of you might still be thinking like, yeah, but you guys are losers, and I'm not a loser. Right. You are. 
you are if you're listening. You're an you're if an you're an hour and a half into this, you're an idiot. Yeah, you are either married to us or you're stupid. Yeah, exactly. And one could argue. Those who are married to us are also still stupid. Yeah, that was the dumbest thing they did. Yeah. Um, but if you're wondering, what's the value? What can I get out of this? Uh, can I make a quick buck? No, but... <laughs> no, you're throwing <laughs> your money you're in the garbage. You're losing game. money. Um, but it is interesting to look, because these are collector's games as yeah. well. Yeah. It is, you can do it just to collect um, and never play it. And some of these cards have sold for unbelievable amounts. Yes. The most expensive Yu-Gi-Oh card sold to date is called Armament of the Lethal Lord. Oh uh, 9,000 euros. Oh, my gosh. That's quite a bit of That's euros. That's one card. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, banned from tournament play. That is a relatively cheap car. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can get a really solid car. Yeah. yeah. 9,000 euros. I mean that's a that's a Ford Focus, <laughs> an old one, yeah, um, twenty fourteen. But let's say you want to upgrade to like a, a like a twenty fourteen BMW. Yeah. Go ahead and sell your Alpha Black Lotus from Magic the Gathering oh for a cool twenty seven thousand euros. Honestly, Get if you want to cry, go on uh, eBay right now and look up a Black Lotus and see mm-hmm. how much they're going Black for. Black Lotus is kind of within the magic community. It's kind of the ongoing joke of That's like... the punchline. That is... You can't find it because they're all thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, $27,000. And because it's an gross. early magic card, only 1100 were created. <laughs> so there's that many in yeah. the world and... Uh, the Alpha Black has sold for twenty-seven thousand um, dollars. Magic let's say, is Bitcoin. Magic <laughs> is the new crypto. Uh, and let's say you're thinking you want like a 2021 Audi S4, no yeah. S6. Sure. I'm not sure how much these cost. I think this is actually probably more expensive than an S6. Uh, RS6 then. Yeah. Do, what about an R8? Are we almost there? No, 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 no. Not quite. Go ahead and sell a Pikachu Illustrator. Oh no. Uh, the most expensive Pokemon card ever sold, fifty-four thousand euros. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. One card. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. That's an S6. Yeah. It is S6. Okay. It's. Good. It's. You well, have a better idea than I do. It's. I would say, you could you could get a twenty twenty S6 for about fifty forty k. Great. Or you get, or you get a Pikachu. Only four are believed to be in circulation. Really? Jeez. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. So the value is only going to go up. So if you're looking for an investment opportunity, go ahead and snag one of those two. Get the stupidest investment <laughs> opportunity you could find. I mean, wow. A Superman comic sold for like a million dollars. Yeah. We're not quite there yet. No. Uh, not with trading card. I mean, there's a. a it'll, it'll happen. I mean, there's baseball a sports, cards. Baseball card. There's a. A shortstop from the twenties whose card sold for three million, but yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, and a Michael Jordan rookie card sells for a hundred thousand. I oh think even right gosh. now, like a Luka Doncic, Doncic um, sells for a ton right now. Seriously, truly, wow. So, I mean, that's another world, and you can't play those. <laughs> uh, it's insane play that there's these cards with these values. Um, that it's only valuable because people like it. It's beautiful. It's a piece of paper. I want to play with you. Yeah. Message me. We will play. Yeah, we will. Um, I mean, that's trading card games for the most part. Right. 
Yeah, Mickey Mantle's 5.2 million. Oh, LeBron James, 5.2. Luka Doncic is 4.6. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Million. That's gross. That's dumb. Honus Wagner is 6.6. It's a one for one autograph. The, the funny yeah. thing about that yeah, is yeah. It, that is such a sports thing, though. That yeah. feels so sports betting y. Also, let's just take a moment. Get out of my life. It's because you just said that, and it just. Like, how is that any different from Pokemon? It's not. It's not. Sports guys who look down on nerds are wrong. Actually, they're more wrong because they can't do anything with those cards. Right. They, exactly. They're, 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 well, and I'm just, are you saying just like sports fans in general? No, not sports fans in general. Because we're sports fans. We're sports fans. Yes. But I'm saying like, what's the difference between a, a, a Michael Jordan rookie card and a Black Lotus? There's nothing. It's it's, it's it's mass, a piece of paper. it's ma- slightly more yeah. mass appeal. Right, that's the thing. I mean, it's yeah. as far as demand goes, but like, yeah, people choose to like it, and that is what gives it value. Yeah, right. So, all you cool guys out there, all you cool guys with all your cool sports cards, yeah. you're no better than and, us. And and what's fantasy football but a less fun Dungeons and Dragons? Exactly, Let's, dude. Ooh. You're so right. Dude, so true. Honestly, you I, you want to talk Listen about people getting fantasy football? You want to talk about people getting dude, obsessed with nerds. stats? Yeah, honestly, oh dude, I'm gonna you kidding? Atomic wedgie, these oh. losers, dude. dude. Yeah. Fantasy, Let's fantasy flip sports the people. script. True, true nerds. Yeah. yeah, there's no one who looks like Joe Manganiello doing fantasy football. No. I'll tell you that much. True. Absolutely. I'm sorry about your last name, Joe. I, I'm sure I've butchered it. Yeah, you are yeah. just Manganet Manganet. Manganello. Or is it manga or manja? Neither. Manga? Yeah, he's Italian. Manganello. No, it's not Manganello. It is Manganello. Tadon. Oh, I still haven't forgiven. Is he still married to Sofia Vergara? I sure hope so. Because in that case. Cool guy. Cool guy. Truly an idol of ours. Dude, I hope he still has a mohawk. No, he, he, I didn't he, know he does that he not because he remember he was on he the did live it specifically stream for, Magic. for Justice League. He looks just um, yeah. I mean, cool. <sighs> so cool. There's, if you've watched Parks and Rec, uh, Ben Wyatt is mm. a great character, a huge nerd, and he has a a good bit about how like nerd stuff isn't even really nerd stuff anymore because it's all in the zeitgeist. Like everyone's into nerd things nowadays, so. Right. It's not even fringe. Like it's not even lame to like Star Wars. It's not even lame to no. like Dungeons and Dragons. Video games are super. Video games yeah. are. Vi- a video Streamers game, are making more than athletes. Right, a video game career is a viable career. Dude, yeah. Joe, that's bonkers. Manganiello, unreal hot. By the way, oh, he's can gorgeous. we just? Yeah, I thought. I mean, that was kind of the baseline understanding. I mean, yeah. just, we, I just want to. <laughs> I just. I don't know why I Google searched him. You yeah. know. I mean, I know why. Of Look this, at but him. like. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah, he's so hot. And he's tall. He's yeah, so... he's, he's the yeah. fact that he's like an absolute specimen. Wow, it's it's unbelievable. Um, I hope he's happy. He's, he's the thing is, happy. since he plays Dungeons and Dragons, he's I know he's DM. happy because he's doing yeah. what he wants. He's, he's, he, There's he's, no pretense there. No, true. he's not doing that to look cool. No. He made he it. He knows cool. he's, he's part cool. of the movement. He is, part dude. Of honestly, the best Flash Thompson. Oh, so really good. good Flash. Yeah, makes you feel bad though thinking about celebrities who like have all this. I mean, I'm not. I don't feel bad for them being rich, but I think there's some human empathy that we can extend to celebrities, where it's like, 
is under such a lens, oh, such scrutiny. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Zac Efron talks about that a little bit in that Netflix show I didn't watch. Down to Earth. <laughs> Where, Dude, honestly, you watch this. Jason <laughs> loves Pretty Down good to Earth. show. Oh, my but God. But then they talk about, like, how he's like, I got to get out of Hollywood, man. Yeah. Yeah, he hates he it. He does. That's kind of sad. It is kind of sad. To see, like, that they kind of wrung him dry. Yeah. He killed himself to make his body what it is. Yeah. And he acted w- with passable ability. Yeah. And it's like, man, Zach, if you just let yourself play magic, I wonder how you'd feel. Oh, dude, Zach, dude, Zach is so funny in that show. I don't know if I've ever talked about it on this podcast before. I feel like we have, actually. Dude, it's so funny. They're like, yeah, renewable energy is the future. <laughs> Bro, that's so sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> so <laughs> Which is beautiful because it's, like, it's just like a bro learning, just kind of like general world things. Yeah. yeah. And it's like you can't help but be like, Oh, like his I know. his like totally. his sweetness in the face of like thermo geothermic energy, yeah. and he's like, it comes from the earth, yeah, right? He's like, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, well, that's the, like then, so good. Like, them discovering empathy. Yeah, and then he's like, like, man, we really should respect them. Like, them discovering stewardship, right? Like, we should take care of the earth. What the heck? Yeah, dude. And then he's like, he's like at a waterfall in Iceland, and he's like, um. How many gallons of water is this? And the, the park ranger's like, I don't even know. I don't even know what a gallon is. Like, <laughs> we don't even use gallons. Like oh him, him, him trying to like have a moment. Yeah. He's like, how much? Like how much of this is like? Could we drink if we could like drink this? How much water? Oh my gosh! And he's earnest. Yeah, that's why I love Zach. That. I hope you're doing okay. Love that's what him I to love death, dude. Shout out Zach. Post Malone plays magic. We were just gonna say that the best. Dude, so many celebrities. Again, people you don't know. Post right. Post Malone. He's in it. In it. Oh, he's he's he, all. It's not the like way. he's an unreal nerd. Yeah, he's crazy about it. Yeah, yeah. Love that. I I really didn't care for him before, yeah. and now I'm like, okay. You know what cracks me up is the kind of the other side of that coin, where it's celebrities like trying to use their voice and pretend like they're an expert. Yeah. And the perfect example of this was when Leonardo DiCaprio was in Canada filming Revenant. And I'm th- this is not me making any sort of stance, by the way. It's just funny about Leonardo DiCaprio because this, whether or not, well, climate change is beside the point. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is there are things called Chinooks in Canada in like southern Calgary area around Banff and Jasper where they were filming where warm coastal breezes will blow even in the winter and melt all the snow. That doesn't happen further north, uh, but it can be, I mean, one day it can be negative 30 degrees and then a warm breeze will blow and melt the snow. And it's this crazy thing that happens because it passes through the mountains in a certain way. Mm. And Leonardo DiCaprio, one of these occurred while they were up filming Revenant and he like went on this whole thing about he's like you guys like i saw it i saw all the <laughs> snow melt in one yeah. day we got to do something about this like we're killing the earth and it's like no that's that at least is actually just a very natural thing that <laughs> happens all the time and he just kind of took it and ran with it he's kind of all over the place because he was he was like super horny for tigers too he, i think he excuse just, me <laughs> sorry like in, in saving an endangered tiger <laughs> Yeah, but he's yeah. I think he, a lot of celebrities do that. Do you guys is, think Leonardo DiCaprio is overrated? Mm-hmm. Yes, but I will still show up to his yeah. movies. I I don't know. I like him. I don't. I don't know if he's overrated. I don't know. He's a great actor. Yeah. He's I, think, I think he's, he's overrated. Got. I think he's overrated. I still yeah. love his films. Yeah, it doesn't mean he's not good. Absolutely. Yeah. Just overrated. He's just unrelated. 
He's what? He's. It's not as hot as he used to be. I'll tell him that. Boom. Tell that to your face, Leo. Boom. 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 <laughs> Wait, we were really getting into it. He threw you me off. Just, you did a slow build. Oh. He threw me off with it. I can't trust you. Well, yeah, it would have been hot. He never spicy. wants to participate in that, by the way. I've noticed. I do. He's, He's just slow to take it up. He does it, He's though. really embarrassed about it. You and Please. I lead that charge, for sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, okay, here's our I'm, unrelated. I'm the chaos element yeah. here, dude. What? <laughs> Dead weight, as far as <laughs> yeah, singing for unrelated. <laughs> Um, unrelated, unrelated for this episode, <laughs> episode one, chapter one, mom, <laughs> prologue. prologue. Mom. <laughs> I, I did that wrong, but yeah, no, so. um, <laughs> so unrelated, unrelated, you have to assign a, a member of the cast of the new Suicide Squad movie okay. to be your minister of the environment for your new government. <laughs> what? Oh, okay. what? What am I? Am, am, am I? You're the president, I'm I the guess. President. Okay. Or chancellor. Sure. Or uh, Prime Minister. Overlord. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you're assigning one of those who is going to take the best care of the department the environment of environment of an energy resources you know okay. it's it's a bit broader than sure. the secretary my, position we have here my answer is easy um, and this isn't based on his uh, you know i don't know if he knows anything about the environment okay. but <laughs> from what i understand john cena is an amazing person yeah from what i understand is he is the most kind and loving and just hardworking guy mm. that exists. We're talking about and we're talking about peacemaker though. Are we talking about the no, cast? No, I said cast. Yeah, cast. Oh so, gosh. so my yeah. answer is John Cena. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, I'd probably choose that starfish if it was about saving the world. He'd yeah. probably in tune with some. Yeah, he'll save it. Oh, wait, he's an alien. Mm. I haven't seen it. He said he <laughs> says in the movie that he was content to just be floating in space. He could care less about the earth. Okay, okay. see, well, so it's, it's not. So John Cena. Where point you at? Yeah, it's where are you at, Jerry? Not Starro. Oh man. Um, that's a really good question. I, I, I'm leaning toward someone with a little more experience, like a little more age, a little more experience, right? I don't want to go for someone young. I want someone that, that's, that's still got some, you know, harumph to them. I, I'll say You're that. You're Sly Stone, aren't you? Who? Sly Oh, no, I'm not going to say Sylvester. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think Sylvester Stallone cares about the environment. I don't no. know. I, I would actually say I would pick, is, you're going to think this is weird, I would pick Michael Rooker. You're right. I would think that was weird. Yeah, I'd pick Michael Rooker because he there's like a, a wise edge to him, and he doesn't got the, the ego. There's no ego. No one knows who he is. Cause, and I know that there, I don't think he'd be doing much like, hi, I'm a publicist, which I think John Cena might do. I love that. Mm. Not a publicist, a public figure. Right. Kind of like the star, the spotlight's on me. I think Michael Rooker would get in there and get to work. See, it seems like he can't be bothered, Michael Rooker. It seems like he's a little too low-key. Maybe that's his character. He's a little too chill. I've heard from... Like to shoulder all that? I've heard from people like Sean Gunn that he is a sweetheart. I've heard from Sean Gunn. Sean and I were talking. I was talking to Sean. I emailed Sean. I believe he's a sweetheart. I just... 
You wouldn't trust that. him with that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like he can't be bothered. Who would you choose? My answer was actually also John Cena. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even because he's kind, which I think that's big. Yeah. Uh, but I, there's clear evidence that he's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Look at his physique. Dude, oh Look at the goodness. care and attention he pays to making sure he's in tip-top shape. Yeah. And then, oh, he also happens to spend so much of his time visiting kids in the hospital. Yeah. There was so some bonky. Have you heard that bonky s- statistic about him or something make like that? Make a wish. About well, yeah, he's the number one requested person to make a wish, right? That's big. But like, if you take all of the um, like children that he's visited in hospitals, um, it equals out to like two per week for like his entire life or something like that like he's visited so many sick kids it's insane yeah so he's he's got choice i mean he's got a good heart yeah um and what he lacks in any sort of expertise or or current know-how he's gonna fill up that he's gonna make up for that so quickly because he's gonna work so hard to figure it out sure yeah you know, you I think I think his tenacity and his hard work are why I'm choosing him because he'll excel at whatever you put him into. Because yeah. he's just gonna try his best. You yeah. know who'd be a another good one maybe, and I don't know why I'm saying this. Maybe Peter Capaldi. That's who I was gonna say. Uh, I, thought, I thought you were going. To, I was about actually, to say Peter said Capaldi. Older and wise. And maybe it's you know older, wiser. Maybe it's because he's British and yeah. f- for some reason and Doctor we're Who. to trust and yeah. Yes. You know we're conditioned to believe that they are smarter than us. Uh, right. <laughs> we're conditioned. Something about if he says something. Our media. In that accent. Yeah. Michael Rooker could say the same thing. Oh, but Michael who am I believing? Michael Rooker's like. He's got this kind of. Well, it's it's endearing, but it's not his authoritative. I'm gonna tell you. Yeah, he's like, we gotta make sure that we take care of the ice cap. If you don't, these polar bears are dying. I saw one floating out. Peter Capaldi is like, polar bears are dying. I'm like, like, you're right, Peter. Peter. I'm so sorry. Peter, the pol- it was my fault. Meanwhile, John Cena is swimming out <laughs> to save a polar bear. He doesn't yeah. wait to talk about it. Yeah, he's an action man. All right. I'll also, he's remarkably eloquent. He is. He's, he is. He's, he's, yeah. he's a great public he commentate on stuff. Yeah, he's smart. Yeah, Dude, such a good His guy. Instagram is Dude, shout out. so funny. Shout out John so Cena. Honestly, great. shout out John Cena. Yeah. Shouts out. Wow. This is a long one. Well, uh, you grateful to you far. for listening. Yeah. Play magic with us. Yeah. I dare you. Uh, or play another game with someone else. Sure. Um, thanks for listening. Feel free to reach out to us. Social Feel free to leave us a review. Email yeah. us, everyfanforhimself at gmail.com. This has been everyfanforhimself yes. at gmail.com. Uh, I'm Eli Webb. I'm Jared Joe. I'm Jason Kenny. We'll catch you. Come find us at Comic Con, and oh, yeah. we'll probably Dan be meeting uh, Joey Fatone or something. Awesome. Shout out Joey Fatone. Shout out Joey. Uh, friend of the show, Joey Fatone. <laughs> Shout out Joey. Shout out Joe. Did you ever think that it, like you read his last name was Fat One? Of course. Like it was unfortunate that oh, he was the. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs>